0: Jesus House, in pursuit of God, discovering purpose, maximizing potential, impacting lives. This message is being brought to you from Jesus House, London. God bless you. Father and our God, tonight we come before you and we thank you. thank you for all that you have done and all that you will do as we come before you my father we pray in the name of jesus that you are our guide. as we come father almighty god to study your word to sit at your feet we yield totally to the ministry of the holy spirit and we ask that father tonight you not only touch our hearts but you touch the lives of each and every person let your word be a guiding light. Grant us brevity, grant us insight, and grant us wisdom. Father almighty God, for all those that are believing you for a miracle, before we start, we lift them up before you and we present them to you. As the elements of your body that are hurting, those who are in a currently weaker state, we just present them to you before we start. And we pray, my Father, take them in your arms, heal strengthen do the miraculous on their behalf we thank you for this and we ask it first we thank you for this in Jesus' most holy name amen and amen and so ladies and gentlemen tonight what we're going to to do um remember we are on a journey where so and tonight we're looking at another element of the lord bringing the new into our lives We can say without a doubt, and we say so humbly, that there is no doubt that the Lord is doing something not only in our lives, but also in the lives of everybody around us. He's doing something in the world around us. He's bringing something to pass. And so, ladies and gentlemen, we want to walk with him. We want to cooperate with him. We want to step into that new, and we want to be successful in it and so today we're looking at another element of that and that will be and that will be the foundation of our bible study and so ladies and gentlemen if you could kindly turn in your bible to the book of john and we will start at chapter 10 john chapter 10 we're going to read it and it's going to form the foundation of um our bible study tonight i will read it in the king james version first and then there's a strong possibility i may read it in another version afterwards but that's that's absolutely fine and we'll go from there so john chapter 10 i'm just pulling it up in both versions excellent john chapter 10 and we're going to read it from verse 1 and we'll stop at verse 18 john chapter 10 From verse 1 to verse 18, the Bible says the following. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that entereth not by the door into the sheepfold, but climbeth up some other way, the same is a thief and a robber. But he that entereth in by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him the porter openeth, and the sheep hear his voice, and he calleth his own sheep by name. And leadeth them out. When he putteth forth his own sheep, he goeth before them, and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. And a stranger they will not follow, but will flee from him, for they know not the voice of strangers. This parable spake Jesus unto them, but they understood not what things they were which he spake unto them. Verse 7. Then said Jesus unto them again, Verily, verily, I say unto you, I am the door of the sheep. All that ever came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not hear them. I am the door. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved, and shall go in and out and find pasture. The thief cometh not but for to steal and to kill and to destroy I am come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd giveth his life for the sheep. But he that is an hireling and not the shepherd whose own sheep own the sheep are not. Seeth the wolf coming and leaveth the sheep and fleeth. And the wolf catches them and scattereth the sheep. Verse 13 the hireling fleeth because he is a hireling and careth not for the sheep i am the good shepherd and know my sheep and am known of mine as the father knoweth me even so i know the father even so know i the father and i laid down my life for the sheep another sheep i have which are not of this fold them also i must bring and they shall hear my voice and there shall be one fold and one shepherd. Verse 17. Therefore doth my father love me, because I lay down my life, that I might take it again. No man taketh it from me, but I lay it down of myself. I have the power to lay it down, and I have the power to take it again. This commandment have I received of my father. Ladies and gentlemen, this is one of the most encouraging um, sections of scripture that you may read. It really is encouraging because Jesus says some really wonderful things. And we're going to look at a lot of them tonight. And so what are we looking at this evening, ladies and gentlemen? And it's this, the fact that the Lord will always work through the medium of obedience when he is introducing the new into the world. Whenever God wants to introduce a new into the world, he will work through the medium of obedience. And so we're looking at, we're going to look at that in different people's lives and actually break that down. And so we're going to start with Jesus Christ. And we hear, and what I want you to hear from the reading, and this is one of the things we want to look at, is listen to the intimacy that Jesus has with the Lord. And it speaks of where the Where the obedience that we are talking of comes from, and he explains very clearly that this is why I'm here and this is what I'm I'm about to do. So let's go. Let's go a little slower, and then let's look at what the Bible says. So John chapter ten, if going back to verse one, he explains that there is an entrance into the sheepfold, a place where. We are safe. And he says, if somebody climbs in another way, the same is a thief and a robber. So we realize, ladies and gentlemen, for and we re- remember this clearly, if you put verses 1 and verse 10 together, it's not the focus of our conversation, so I'll just point it out. If you put verse 1 and verse 10 together, let us understand something, that Satan is not in your space naturally he is in your space illegally. The Bible says if he climbs up another way, that he is a thief and a robber. That means Satan is not on your path. God doesn't place him on your path to make your life miserable. God works through the chaos he brings sometimes, but God doesn't place him on your path. The Bible said he's climbed up another way. That means whenever you are confronted with a challenge, that does not line up with God's word. We are comfortable enough, based upon these two scriptures, John ten verse one and John ten verse ten, to resist and challenge any kind of attack that Satan brings against us. And so that's what I'm just point. That's not the subject of, of tonight, but it's very it's lovely to see it in 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 black and white, or, or in red and, and white, depending on what Bible you're reading. Okay. The Bible says, but he that enters by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. And what Jesus was saying is, I am here. I came into this space by being born. He's here as our substitute. He's here legally. He's here. And so this is what he's saying, that this is who I am. You will find this backed up in other scriptures, but we'll go line by line for the moment. That he has come into the sheepfold legally. He has entered into the world and has legal and right standing. So, what he does can have the full effect that God wants it to have. And those are the, some of the things you find. And, ladies and gentlemen, As we go through today, these are one of the things about Bible study. As we look at some of the scriptures we're going to look at, you'll see the multiple meanings that you can pick up just as you read the Bible and just spend a little bit of time to allow the Holy Ghost to guide you left or right. So we realize Jesus is here absolutely legally. So we accept that. But now this is what he says. And this is is key. Let me go down and let me actually no no no, i'm not gonna go i'm not gonna go that fast he says something and this is verse four the bible says that to him the porter openeth and the sheep hear his voice verse three and calleth his own sheep by name and leadeth them out when he put forth his own sheep he goeth before them and the sheep follow him for they know his voice ladies and gentlemen what is jesus saying he said I am here to take you where God wants you to be. And he says, I will call you by name. This is personal. And not only will I call you by name, wherever I am taking you to, I will go before you and you will know you're going in the right direction because you will hear my voice. So ladies and gentlemen, I wanted to pause there just for a moment so that we realize as the Lord begins to point you to the new season of your life, as God begins to point you into that new expression or whatsoever it may be, might be a job, it might be a relationship, it might be a place, it might be a different task, a different thing you're doing at work. But we realize that you will hear God's voice he will lead you and he has gone before you so the new is there's nothing to be afraid of when it comes to the new and so Jesus says that and then he leaves his disciples because he closes out the parable then when they say well, we don't understand what you're saying he begins to explain it and he then begins to explain this is how he got here. he says verse 7 says verily verily i say unto you i am the door of the sheep that's god the father is the door of the sheep he jesus christ is the door of the sheep that means i am the only way in we realize that from john chapter 14 really from verse 6 he says it very clearly that i am the way the truth and the life no man cometh unto the father except by me so he's saying that there is no other way i'm the one way through so you can be rest assured of that and so that's what he says but i want you to kindly focus on verse nine and the bible says i am the door by me if any man enter in step one you shall be saved step two from that point forward you will go in and out of god's presence and the bible says and find pasture that means ladies and gentlemen your life will no longer be random in any way shape or form you'll be able to go into your father's presence and go out with your father's presence and god will lead you to where pasture is you will find that things will work out for you in the short medium and long term and so we realize ladies and gentlemen Jesus is speaking about a closeness a close walk with God and then he goes on to say some of the famous things but verses 17 and 18 let's focus on them now remember what we said god will always work through the medium of obedience when he wants to introduce the new so jesus from verse 10 all the way down to verse 16 tells us how close and how committed close to the father he is and how committed to us he is also And so we realize when he now makes the famous statement that this is the reason my father loves me, therefore doth my father love me, verse 17, because I lay down my life that I might take it again. Verse 18, no man taketh it from me, but I lay it down of myself. I have power to lay it down and I have power to take it again. This commandment have I received of my father So we realize what Jesus is about to do in going to the cross, which takes us into a new life. It takes literally those who are God's into a new expression of life. The Bible says that He does it, notice, because there's a closeness between He and the Father, and that closeness produces obedience you see obedience ladies and gentlemen is not a product of fear it is not a product of reward because jesus was not chasing a reward and it's not a product of it's not product of fear or favor or or reward that you know i want to get something from god it is when you and I, just like him, love the Lord, we then begin to obey God from our heart, and that is the kind of obedience that the Lord will use to introduce a new season into our lives, because it's notice what Jesus said, he said, from my times, from my time spent with my father, my father says, I can lay my life down and I can pick it up again. That means I can obey God at a level that nobody has seen. And we realize that act of obedience introduces the new into the world. It's going to be the same for you and I. So before Jesus tells us, this is what I'm going to do, he says, by me, you can come into that place of intimacy and then you will be able to go in and go out with the Lord and you will be right where he wants you to. And so ladies and gentlemen, as we think about it tonight, we're looking at what Jesus said, we realize Jesus loved the father and it is that love that motivated him to do what he did and so ladies and gentlemen what we want what we really want to know what we want to hold on to is where does obedience come from obedience comes from a love of the lord our relationship with god our closeness an understanding of who god is and what god wants Listen to what Jesus says in verse 15. Verse 15 is actually really interesting. Jesus says the following As the Father knoweth me, even so know I the Father, and I lay down my life for the sheep. What does that mean, ladies and gentlemen? It is God's desire to say, it was God's desire to save us. Jesus said, I know this of my father. I know what the father wants and I'm happy to do what is required to bring his will to pass. In the very same way, ladies and gentlemen, the Lord is laying on your heart. The Lord is is laying on your heart. He's laying on your mind the things that are required to cause the next season of your life, of your family's life, of your employees' life, your co-workers, your friends, your relatives, your colleagues. The next season, or the strangers that will be around you, ladies and gentlemen, he's laying it on your heart. So when you obey him, realizing that this matters to God, the Bible says that the rest of it will be history. And so we're going to have a look at that in a little bit more Um more detail and you know what i'm going to pause for a moment because i've got a very good question in hebrews chapter 5 verse 8 the bible says the following that jesus learned obedience through the things which he suffered now the word the bible says i'll read hebrews 5 verse 8 And the Bible says, although he was a son, he learned active special obedience through what he suffered. Now, the word suffered there, it is not the things that you, whereby you suffer as in punishment or pain or agony. The word suffered, it is something that you willingly go through. And so ladies and gentlemen, What you realize is, what was the Bible saying? What did Jesus learn as a, the Bible says he was a son, but he learned obedience. And then the Bible says, verse nine, and his completed, I'm reading from the Amplified Bible, Amplified Classic, and his completed experience, making him perfectly equipped, he became the author and source of eternal salvation to all those who give heed to, give heed and obey him. So ladies and gentlemen, what when the Bible says, what did Jesus suffer? We understand the suffering that he suffered to go to the cross and pay the price, we agree. But the entirety of his life, where he willingly lived on earth as a man, where he went through everything we went through, where he experienced everything we experienced the bible says it prepared and equipped him to do what god asked and please listen so let me go to that let me go to another scripture come back one chapter to hebrews chapter four and i'm going to read from verse 15 hebrews four from verse 15 And the Bible says, for we do not have a high priest who is unable to understand and sympathize and have a shared feeling with our weaknesses and infirmities and liability to the assaults of temptation, but one who has been tempted in every respect as we are, yet without sinning. Verse 16. Let us then fearlessly and confidently and boldly draw near to the throne of grace, the throne of God's unmerited favor to us sinners, that we may receive mercy for our failures and find grace to help in good time for every need, appropriate help and well-timed help coming just when we need it. So let's clarify. I did say that obedience of this kind is born out of a love for the Father. The product, what the Bible is talking about in Hebrews 5 verse 8, is that the product of Jesus's life, his actions, what he went through to the cross and beyond, the Bible says those actions, just like you and I, they prepared him to do what God had asked him to do. But that did not produce his motivation. The motivation of Jesus Christ preceded the experience that Jesus Christ had as a man. So what was the motivation that Jesus had that caused him to go through everything that he did that prepared him and enabled him to be a savior so what you've mentioned is a great scripture but come with me please ladies and gentlemen to john chapter 14 and we're going to go to verse 23 and we're going to stop at verse 31 so what we are looking at ladies and gentlemen is remember and this i want you to please understand Obedience of the kind that God is talking about is not a product of fear, suffering, terror, or agony. So what I want you to understand is if you cause somebody to obey by literally scaring the life out of them, or taking them through a nightmare. So to avoid pain and suffering, they do what you say. That, ladies and gentlemen, is not the kind of obedience that God wants. It is because I'm not obeying you out of love. I am obeying you out of fear or terror or fear of reprisal. I'm not necessarily obeying you from the heart, but what the Lord wants is the kind of obedience that Jesus that, that Jesus presents and presents to us as well. Let's have a look at two scriptures that explain this. So remember what I said, the motivation for his journey preceded the experiences of his journey. Come with me to John chapter 14, verse 23. I'm going to read from the King James Version of the Bible, ladies and gentlemen. And the question is absolutely wonderful, and it will be clear in a moment. The Bible says, Jesus answered and said unto him, if a man love me, he will keep my words, and my father will love him, and we will come unto him and make our abode with him. He that loveth me not keepeth not my sayings, and the word which you hear is not mine, but the Father's which sent me. These things have I spoken unto you, being yet present with you, verse 26. But the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things, and bring all things to your remembrance, whatsoever I have said unto you so notice what Jesus said Jesus said obedience will come if a man love God first and keep his words second so obedience is not because I am afraid of God killing me or God taking what is mine or God shortening my experience on life or making me go through a nightmare. No, that's not why I obey the Lord. I'm not obeying God to just avoid chaos. I obey the Lord for two reasons. Number one, I love him. And the second thing is I keep his words. And the Bible says in return, the father will love you in that his love will flow to you. And Jesus said, and we will come unto him and make our abode with him. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit will live on your inside. So all your actions will be motivated by the relationship you have with the Lord. Not because I am afraid or I am suffering. But let's keep reading um let me go to verse 31 because jesus makes it very clear but that the world may know that i love the father and as the father gave me commandment even so i do and then he says arise let us go hence so ladies and gentlemen we realize that the motivation of our lord and savior that took him from the father into a human being through the cross back down through hell and the grave and back to god ladies and gentlemen through the resurrection what i want you to understand is the source of the journey was love the source of the journey was love sorry my phone's ringing i apologize the source of the journey is love okay come with me please to the book of ephesians and let's see like i said that's a brilliant question ephesians chapter three and i'm going to read from I'll read from 16 for clarity. And I actually I'll read it in the King James version of the Bible if that's okay. Ephesians 3 verse 16. Listen, so this is this is what the Bible says. The Bible uh, Okay, I'll read from 14 for clarity. For this cause I bow my knees unto the father of our Lord Jesus Christ of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named. That he would grant you, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with might by his spirit in the inner man. That Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith. And that you, being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend with all saints what is the breadth and length and depth and height. Now listen carefully and to know the love of christ which passes knowledge that you might be filled with all the fullness of god so notice where paul prays for you and i that this is what the holy spirit will do for you in two areas he says first that christ may dwell in your hearts by faith but then he says that you will be rooted and grounded in love that means you will draw your strength and your sustenance from love we realize the bible says god is love the second thing we realize that he says so that you guys will be able to do what god wants you to do he says and to know verse 19 and to know the love of christ which passes knowledge so that you may be filled with all the fullness of god meaning Our place of motivation, our place of success is when the love of God fills our hearts and then that then governs our words, thoughts, and actions. Listen to verse 20. This is the result of you and I being rooted and grounded in love and comprehending. And and that means we understand the entirety of what the love of Christ is. Listen to the result. The Bible says, now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that worketh in us, unto him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus throughout all ages, world without end, amen. So ladies and gentlemen, let's, let's ex- the reason I said that is this, the love we are talking about Is God given. That then produces, ladies and gentlemen, the kind of obedience that will trigger the miraculous as you walk with God as He guides you from the inside out. Not because you are chasing a reward, not because you are afraid of something, definitely not because you are afraid of a reprisal. And the reason I want to say that is this please understand suffering has a purpose for a Christian. The purpose of suffering, and I'll read it to you in a moment, is equipping. Suffering is the process. It's like the bodybuilding environment of a christian it builds what is present into what it should be and that's what we're going to look at but god will not initiate his relationship with you neither will he initiate your walking with him from anything except love and so we realize jesus then explains how does the love of god come into our heart two ways Remember what we read in John chapter 14, verse 23. Jesus said, If a man love me, he will keep my word. So, your spending time with the Bible will transfer God into your life. That's because we realize God and his word are one. And the Bible says God is love. So, God will fill you with himself so that your words thoughts and actions are motivated not by anything else except the love of God but second remember and this is also one of the really interesting verses that I would love you to read please come with me to Romans 5 verse one, and I'm going to read from 1 to 5 And I'm going to read in the Amplified Classic version of the Bible. And so, ladies and gentlemen, what I would love you to understand is this. God does not initiate his journey with you through fear or reprisal. That's not how he operates. He operates by loving you. Let me read this. And many times people say, well, but Jesus learned obedience to what he suffered the, 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 is that old english for he was equipped to do what he was asked to do by the suffering but the suffering wasn't the motivation of his journey and i really i pray this free somebody because god is not out to break your ankles he loves you love will attract love will protect love will defend love is kind so let's read romans 5 verses 1 to 5 so we can put this to bed hopefully like i said that's a fantastic question romans 5 verses 1 to 5 so that we can put suffering in its place so if you are going through a difficult time and there's a probability that a lot of us are that does not mean god is far from you or you are out of god's will so let's read from romans chapter five verses one to five and i'm not going to go too fast ladies and gentlemen this is the beauty of your bible beauty of bible study this is why have give god time when you're studying the bible just give him time and and so let him lead you so romans five verse one therefore since we are justified acquitted declared righteous and given a right standing with god through faith let us grasp the fact that we have the peace of reconciliation to hold and to enjoy peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, the Messiah, the Anointed One. So, whoever I'm speaking to, and I know that this is, I'm speaking to someone, if you are going through a difficult time, let's understand God is not exacting punishment on you. That has been laid on Jesus Christ. So if you are going through a difficult time, God is not balancing the scales anymore. He did that in Jesus. Jesus suffered in your place and in my place. So suffering must have a completely different reason than building my relationship with God. So let's go to verse 2. Through him also we have our access, entrance, introduction by faith into this grace, state of God's favor in which we firmly and safely stand and let us rejoice and exult in our hope of experiencing and enjoying the glory of God. Three, moreover, let us also be full of joy now. Let us exult and triumph in our troubles and rejoice in our sufferings, knowing that pressure and affliction and hardship produce patient and unswerving endurance. And endurance, fortitude, develops maturity of character, approved faith and tried integrity. And character of this sort produces the habit of joyful and confident hope of eternal salvation. Five such hope never disappoints or deludes or shames us for god's love has been poured out in our hearts through the holy spirit who has been given to us so we realize ladies and gentlemen the purpose of a trial and the purpose of the sufferings we go through are to shape and build our character and personality to build into us hope to build into us faith that doesn't give up to build into us what we call character to be shaped to have our character the way we see the world the way we respond to the world the way we are comfortable against all odds to go forward the bible says Suffering shapes that element of us, but the motivation of our journey and the reason we can hold on through those difficult times of training and equipping are because God has poured into your heart, what? The love of God, which is the motivation of all the actions we are talking about. And so, ladies and gentlemen, I really want you to please keep that in mind, Um, okay? Please keep that in mind, and so we'll come to that. I will come to the question that has just been popped into the chat towards the end. I will answer it, but I'm going to move forward now. But that was a good question. Thank you very much. So we realize, ladies and gentlemen, that the motivation of Jesus's actions was love. The kind of love we are talking about is where you hold on against all odds, Trusting God, even when your circumstances are adverse or challenging. The Bible says the reason we do so is because the love of God has been poured into our hearts, meaning that we trust him. And so, ladies and gentlemen, what I want you to also see is so we're going to look at a couple of other areas where we see this. When God wants to introduce the new into the world, he invariably, works through the medium of obedience come with me let's go into the old testament for a moment joshua chapter one let's go to verse one joshua one verse one and we're going to read to verse nine i'm going to read in the king james version of the bible and so ladies and gentlemen let's have a look at this listen to what god asked of joshua after the death of moses the bible says now after the death of moses the servant of the lord it came to pass that the lord spake unto joshua the son of Nun, Moses's minister, saying, Moses, my servant is dead. Now, therefore, arise, go over this Jordan, thou and all this people, unto the land which I do give to them, even to the children of Israel. Verse three, every place that the sole of your foot shall tread upon, that have I given unto you, as I said unto Moses. From the wilderness and this Lebanon, Even unto the great river, the river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites, and unto the great sea, toward the going down of the sun, shall be your coast. There shall not any man be able to stand before thee all the days of thy life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with thee. I will not fail thee, nor forsake thee. Verse 6. Be strong and of a good courage, for unto this people shalt thou divide for an an inheritance the land which i swear unto their fathers to give them verse 7 only be thou strong and very courageous that thou mayest observe to do according to all the law which moses my servant commanded thee turn not from it from the right to the right hand or to the left that thou mayest prosper whithersoever thou goest verse 8 This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous and then thou shalt have good success. Verse nine, have not I commanded thee? Be strong and of a good courage. Be not afraid, neither be thou dismayed for the Lord thy God is with thee. Whithersoever thou goest. Ladies and gentlemen, when you read that, we realize that what God asked of Joshua was walk with me. And we see that God is about to introduce a whole new season into the life of the children of Israel. But he asks of Joshua, I need you to walk before me. I need you to do what I say. I need you to keep, excuse me. I need you to keep um, the laws and principles that I gave to Moses. But I want you to notice something, ladies and gentlemen. Joshua's journey was not born in this passage. Joshua's journey was born out of something else. And I want you to see it. So when God came to trust him, but notice and just before i move away from this scripture because this presents a wonderful expre- expression of um of god expecting obedience from a man wonderful but notice what he said in verse 5 what he said in verse 7 and what he said in verse 9 that the key of this journey is that i will be with you ladies and gentlemen as you go into the new i want you to please understand you do not go alone so joshua's obedience of the words of the lord joshua's obedience to lead the children of israel and following moses must have been a massive challenge that ability to do so was born somewhere else Let's see where it was born so we can see that in the Old Testament and in the New Testament, the principle is the same. Please come with me to Exodus 33 and we're only going to read one verse and that's verse 11. Exodus 33 verse 11. The Bible says the following and I'm reading from the King James version of the Bible. And the Lord spake unto Moses face to face as a man speaketh unto his friend. That's a sermon in and of itself. And he turned again into the camp, that he went back to the camp. But listen to where Joshua's journey begins. But his servant Joshua, the son of Nun, a young man, departed not out of the tabernacle joshua had a love for the things of god that preceded god's request of i want you to obey me so ladies and gentlemen what am i what am i saying i i want you to really um i want you to really keep in mind something that building an intimate relationship with God is critical because walking in obedience with God it's going to be a journey of a personal walk you're going to listen to God's voice you're going to sense his presence you're going to understand when when he wants you to do something when he doesn't want you to do something and so the Lord says this is how you build it just literally fall in love with me build the, a love for god build a love for the father through jesus christ build a love of obeying the holy spirit let the word of god have a place in your heart so it governs your words thoughts and actions and so we realized joshua had a desire just to be in god's presence that desire gave birth to the journey that we see in Joshua chapter one, verse nine. Ladies and gentlemen, please turn in your Bible just so we can we can wrap this up. Please turn in your Bible to first Kings chapter 18. And we're going to read um, three verses, first Kings 18. And we're going to start reading really from verse 36. So first Kings 18, and we're going to start from verse 36. Listen to Elijah's motivation. And this drives home the point. And the Bible says, and it came to pass at the time of the offering of the evening sacrifice, that Elijah the prophet came near and said, Lord God of Abraham, Isaac, and of Israel, let it be known this day that thou art God in Israel and that I am thy servant and that I have done all these things. Things at thy word. Verse 37. Hear me, O Lord, hear me, that this people may know that thou art the Lord God, and thou hast turned their heart back again. Verse 38. Then the fire of the Lord fell and consumed the burnt sacrifice, and the wood, and the stones, and the dust, and licked up the water that was in the trench ladies and gentlemen i hope it's becoming clearer and this notice what elijah said he said let them know that i have done all these things at thy word and so ladies and gentlemen if you are taking notes kindly write this down that the new will always be a product of the sacrificial obedience of a man because of his love for god elijah was committed to the lord he was committed to god as one would be committed to your friend and he said lord let them know that this is not this is not from me that i've done everything at your word and ladies and gentlemen the miraculous followed next And so I would love you to please understand, as we we look at this tonight, the difference between success and failure in the next season that you're going to find is you will do everything at the instance and direction of the Almighty God. Now, ladies and gentlemen, as we begin to bring this to a close tonight, as we look at it, we've got a couple of other things to look at. And... Please turn in your Bibles. The reason God will always work through the medium of obedience is this. Obedience will always carry a reward. It's not the motivation that causes us to obey God. But God, when he sees it, he invariably rewards obedience turning your bibles please ladies and gentlemen to genesis 22 and we're going to read from verse 16 it's a very popular story so it's a very popular story the bible says the following genesis 22 verse 16 um i'll read from 15 for clarity and the angel of the lord called unto abraham out of heaven the second time verse 16 and said, By myself have I sworn, saith the Lord. For because thou hast done this thing, and hast not withheld thy son, thine only son, that in blessing I will bless thee, and in multiplying I will multiply thy seed as the stars of the heaven, and as the sand which is upon the seashore, and thy seed shall possess the gate of his enemies verse 18 and in thy seed shall all the nations of the earth be blessed listen to how god ends it because thou hast obeyed my voice (laughs) ladies and gentlemen the new will be introduced into your life your experience your space when you obey the voice of the Lord, when you do what God says, when the Lord, when you against all odds, obey what God says. And as we bring this to a close, ladies and gentlemen, um, I want to let me put something in perspective for you about obedience. And ob- notice, obedience is not born out of fear. Fear or terror or even that i want to get something from god because god has already given you everything in our lord and savior jesus christ you access all that he has given you through obedience not that you get him to give you through obedience two different concepts but let's also and let's also understand ladies and gentlemen For those of you that want to see the new against all odds. Please come with me. To Proverbs 28 verse 4. The Bible says the following. They that forsake the law praise the wicked but such as keep the law contend with them ladies and gentlemen obedience to the dictates and will of the lord as he presents it to you in his bible as he shares with you through the holy spirit as he places it in your heart through your time with him in worship as he places it in a burden on your heart, as he places it in your heart by prayer, what I want you to understand, ladies and gentlemen, it is one of the weapons in the armory of a Christian. When you obey God, God goes to fight or to war on your behalf to force through what he has promised you. And our last scripture tonight, ladies and gentlemen, and then I'll come to the question that we were asked, which was a really good question. Um, come with me, ladies and gentlemen, to 2 Corinthians chapter 10, 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verses 3 to 6, and I will read, for though we walk in the flesh, we do not walk after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ and having in a readiness to revenge or disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled when you obey god god will tear down the things that are stopping his will coming to pass starting with what's in your heart your soul and your mind and then moving on to what is in your environment what is in your area what is around you when you obey the lord the strength and power of god is put at your disposal and the will of God will show up against whatever odds are put against it. When you do what God through your, that, that God wants you to do, born out of your love for Him, born out of your time in His Word, the Bible says God will ensure that any disobedience that is stopping what you are meant to have, should have, would have, or could have, God will break it. And then you'll find yourself going through. This is how we contend with things that are wicked. And so ladies and gentlemen, what I want you to realize is, the it's a win-win situation when God wants to introduce the new into your life And he leads you to a place of obedience. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I want you to also realize I got a very good question. And it says, how can the person is very concerned about reading Deuteronomy 28? Deuteronomy 28 is a wonderful chapter of scripture and we don't have time to read it tonight. But Deuteronomy 28 is split into two halves. From verses 1 to verse 13, there are blessings. From verse 13, way down to something like 65 or 68, ladies and gentlemen, they are curses and challenges. Now, notice what the Bible says in verse 1. So how do you read Deuteronomy 28 without being terrified? listen carefully the bible says the difference of your experience is found in verses one and two and it shall come to pass if thou sh- shall hearken diligently unto the voice of the lord thy god to observe and to do all his commandments which i command thee this day that the lord thy god will set thee on high above all the nations of the earth and All these blessings shall come on thee and overtake thee, if thou shalt hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God. What did Jesus say in John chapter 14? He said in verse 23, if you love me, you will keep my words. So that means if you spend time developing a love and affection for the Lord, you realize the only experience that's going to come to you from him are he's going to bless you he's and the bible says that the bible says in in verse in deuteronomy 28 all the way up to verse 13 that god will bless you that doesn't mean you will be devoid of challenges because in verse 7 it says that Any enemy that comes against your face will be smitten before your face. They shall come one way and they shall flee seven. So I'm not saying you're going to have a life without challenge, but I am saying that you will have a life that is blessed. Verses 14 down only apply, and it only apply if people depart from the Lord. If they don't do what he says, if they if they turn away from following god and this is what jesus said now jesus also said notice the prayer of paul that you will be rooted and grounded in love if that is the case then the experience of deuteronomy 28 verse 14 down is no longer your experience and if perhaps something from yesterday creeps into your today as you obey Jesus Christ, God will break it off your life. I hope that answers your question. And I hope that allays your fears about reading the Bible where God puts the blessings and curses together prior to the experience of grace. But ladies and gentlemen, notice the Lord said, as you come to this chapter in Jesus Christ, The experience you will have is not one of judgment. It is one of grace and blessing. I really hope that helps somebody. May God be kind to you tonight. I please step into the new with courage. Spend time with God. Let the love of God flood your heart through the person of the Holy Spirit. May God keep you and may God bless you this evening. May God be kind to you, ladies and gentlemen, for all of you believing God for a miracle. May God answer your prayers. We join our faith together and we ask the Lord to do that which you are asking, whether that be healings, breakthroughs, jobs, hopes, whatsoever it may be. May God be kind to you tonight. God bless you, ladies and gentlemen. Have a wonderful night.